Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that strives for calm but settles for being awkward my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode our celebration of all that is local continues as we preview all the features shorts and panels for this year's panic film festival and whether or not you've taken a Xanax, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your wolf cop hole. <laughs> and of course, you can follow us along on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and panic shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, April 22nd, if you live in the Kansas City area, all you need to go is to Screenland.com where they've got your, uh, let's say, lycanthrope shenanigans taken care of indoors. And virtually. <laughs> and on the Friday this is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright. Not the bees! We'll ask, we'll, we'll make a statement of not the bees. We'll then ask the question, how did it get burned? Because we are taking in Neil LeBute's The Wicker Man. <laughs> that movie is delightful. You, you said it already. You pulled a Poughkeepsie tapes in The Wicker Man <laughs> and laughed your way through it, did you not? Yes. Okay. So it should yeah, be Yeah, I giggled the whole time. There was There's a scene in there. And it shows in the trailer, but it doesn't show at all. He's looking for the girl on the boat. And the girl on the boat turns around. And while she's on the boat, she gets hit by a train. And it fucking cracks me up every single time I see it. It's just so asinine ridiculous. Because she's on a boat, and then you're, uh, uh. It reminds me in UHF at the very beginning when he's like, we mustn't go into the temple. Look! Right? And then he jumps out. Boom! And a train comes out of nowhere and hits him. Fucking, as soon as that happens... I'm lost. The whole entire movie, I we don't again at Friday Night Frights. We don't mind reactions. We we lo love reactions. We love reactions. We just don't want conversations. There's not going to be conversations. But if you hear <laughs> if you hear a lot of laughter in the background during the movie, that's probably me. Well, and it, I, it's going to be my first time viewing. Have so you never seen Wicker Man? I've seen the OG, it's but hilarious. I haven't seen the remake. I have a feeling you might enhance it for me, my friend. He fucking drop kicks this school arm into a window. It's wonderful. And she's a full-on school marm. And, like, there's a girl that looks like Lily Sobolieski. He just rolls up to her for no reason. Fuck, clocks her right in the face. It's ridiculous. It's nonsensical. It's wonderful. So if that sounds like it's right up your alley, hopefully we'll see you on that Friday. Now, the next two Fridays, technically, we're not necessarily taking the time off. No, there's no Friday Night Frights per se. But there is plenty of genre goodness to go around, so make sure you're plenty. checking that out. But then the other screenings happening on the weekend of the 22nd, you could make it. 
a Rage Cage double feature that night Ooh. by checking out the unbearable weight of massive talent, mm-hmm. which will be making its debut, along with Robert Eggers' The Northman. Sweet. Which... I can't fucking wait for that movie. I, that movie looks fucking rad. I'm really looking forward to it, although I've heard from uh, some some little birdies out there, we may not have to break out a certain gong, which no gong? really upsets me, because everything that is promised in that trailer suggests we'll be hanging dong. I didn't look at that trailer at all, and I'm like, I bet there's going to be dong held. I think it says more about me and the way I'm looking at things than anything else, unfortunately. I, I think there's going to be more uh, Bjork sighting than Dong sighting from that trailer. So I'm good regardless. But the other repertory screening happened that, happening that behavior. weekend. On Saturday, we're hosting this, and this is something that has gone from viewing it as a trailer to watching it at home to finally seeing it on the big screen. Brian Trenchard-Smith's Stunt Rock. Oh, it's a death wish and a... 125 decibels. I am. I don't know how to best describe this movie. If you haven't seen it, watch the trailer and thank us later. The day in the life of a rock and roll and stunt man. <laughs> Grant Page to Sorcery. There is a lot to enjoy about that film. Now, of course, if you would like to uh, support Screenland from afar, you can do that. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent from them directly. Or... You can become a member of their film family by heading over to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst the many perks they have, they offer some watch parties, mm-hmm. of which Genius and I participate in. And in fact, our latest Shutter shout-out is going to be happening on Saturday, April 30th. And boy, oh boy, what are we doing there, Genius? Ooh, the continuation the education of Genius McGee. We're having heavy metal horror. We're celebrating with two heavy metal horror movies on Shudder. We are watching the wonderful stage show presence of Black Roses. and the All Hail e- Damien. All Hail Damien. And then the absolute falsetto acrobatics <laughs> of Rocktober Blood. Ah! I... I can't wait. This is going to be fucking rad. It's 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 very good. It's very good. Now, of course, those are streaming on Shutter. But by joining the Screenland Film family, you're going to have access to a customized pre-show, introduction by Genius and myself, of which we give some context and facts to the films, trailer reels, and of course, the post-film discussion where we are trying to process what we just take in. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. It's like a birthday party in hell. <laughs> we'll get to the, what do we call it? The rock of fire. Rock the hellfire, of, hellfire explosion. explosion. Yes. <laughs> now, but genius, hey, you know what? We're talking Patreon. We're talking film family. Deep bellies. We also have our own freaky film family going on at Patreon. And... Want to give a shout out to a special, particular film family member, uh, Julie Holland, who who is actually with Screenland. You've seen her around here. She just kicked off and started her own podcast. Nice. Yes, and in fact, she is co-hosting with a friend of the show, Nick Spacek. Nice. Yes, and you can check them out talking all things horror, but new horror. So that is new horror. New horror. New horror reviews over at the Carnage Report, uh, not Carnage, Carnage Report, and they just kicked off. They actually their first episode kicked off. They talked the movie X Genius, and I'm not saying you're a bad influence, but several times Julie 
called Samara Weaving a treat. Oh, yeah? Yes. You mean Mia Goff? No, they were talking Samara, Samara Weaving. Weaving? She is talk- a treat. They were talking about her, and then twice she called her a treat. So I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, potentially. Ooh. You know you know, you hit it big when people start talk- talking about squiddly diddly. <laughs> if they're using it as the as a verb and a noun. Yeah, I was going to say, adjective, verb, noun, noun what right. have you. Mm-hmm. So once that gets dropped, you know then that happens. But please, check them out, support them, uh, subscribe online. And they're both fucking rad. Oh, Julie and Nick freaking rule, but mm-hmm. Julie especially. Julie was at our very first Nerdoween. Yeah. She has been with us from the beginning. Julie's an OG. She is an OG. So uh, they also, uh, Julia should be noted, has access to uh, our new horror review, which we're still trying to figure out what we're going to talk about for this month. Mm-hmm. But uh, for access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we do have every tier from a squiddly diddly to another time. Another place. Ah, uh, yes. And speaking of another time. Another place. Let's look to the reason we are here. And we realized in the month of April, actually, I think it was you that was like, we should do like a local artist showcase. You know, the, focusing on the filmmakers, mm-hmm. uh, people in the Kansas City area that are contributing to the stuff that we enjoy. And we realized that timing for this month is perfect. Because if we're talking about stuff where we're celebrating everything local here in Kansas City, what makes Kansas City cool to live in, Oh yeah, to just have here in the area... An event. An actual full-on genre movie lover's event. Fuck France and Cannes. You know, we got we got a, a awesome film festival right here. And a film festival that has been making its way through the years, that has been growing and cultivating and all these things. And the fact that we've been able to kind of sit back from afar and take it all in has been wonderful. But then when they were kind enough to ask us to, to party on with them, mm-hmm. uh, that is kind of crazy. So technically, they are going to be celebrating their 10th Panic Film Festival, which means I'm a little upset that we didn't break out any tin, mm-hmm. but rather we brought out a Tim. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, the creators of the Panic Film Festival, Tim Canton and Adam Roberts. Hello. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Holy fuck. Boo. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be those people. There's Come always on one. It's like the there's internet in real life. You're right. Yeah, as many friends as you cultivate. You're going to have haters. <laughs> and anytime something's successful, guaranteed you're going to have some haters. And first and foremost, congratulations Fucking on... 10 years, dude. That's rad. Everything that you have put together and accomplished with the Panic Film Festival. And I am still... We were talking off mic and looking at all the movies that have played there, you know, and the variety of guests that have come by here. And honestly, the networking that you guys have done through that which has made Kansas City this viable little hub where people are willing to come, which is awesome. So for that, thank you. But that being said, 10th Panic Fest. Yeah, wild. Well, well, well Greg, I got to correct you there. Uh-oh. People, they are always willing to come. What? Was that dirty? <laughs> yes, it was, it was dirty. It we, was, we had a second. Was, we're all really tired and like yeah. the, the the dirty the humor. It's like yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. You're not on the couch, Adam. So that doesn't. <laughs> I'm not on the couch. No, but <laughs> now if genius had said that, then yeah, we would listen. All been Tim and I right. will take all the. 
We'll take we'll, we'll take all the thank yous for making people come, but oh, <laughs> they'll come on their own. Yeah. They don't need our help. Yeah, let's uh let me change that phrase there. Well, ten, you said 10 years of making people come. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Or, or for coming, some people that's really good, for some people that's really bad. That's that's what Steen does on a regular thing with all of his tantric stuff. So he's still building up on yep. that side. But it should be noted though, there are still people willing to travel from out afar. To Kansas City right. from afar. Right. To Make celebrate. the trek just to come out and see what cinematic surprises you guys have cultivated. Because <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> Panic Fest. Because like I said, when I said like fuck cans, like, yeah, because here's the thing. You go to the fancy schmancy festival like that and everybody's artistic and artsy fartsy and there's dramas and shit, right? <laughs> For genre lovers, for people who love horror and sci-fi and comedy and all that great shit, you guys are fucking on point. I mean, you guys have a very good finger on the pulse of uh, what's going to be fucking cool. Okay, Fingers. yeah, where was the finger going? We had to make sure with this <laughs> one right now. Hey, oh. That's hey, what it's, I said on the pulse. <laughs> it's always crazy to me, the people we have come to the festival from, like, Ireland. I'm like, yep. what? Or this year with the creeping from London. And I'm just like, are you sure? <laughs> just because it blows my mind that someone's coming from Europe to our film festival, and it's awesome. And that's partially also because of what Adam's been able to do with Screenland yep. for about the same amount of time that we've had Panic Fest and being able to build the community around uh, the film community, not just with filmmakers, but fans, and, and for you know 10 years now, and what watching what it's become outside of Panic Fest... Because without Screenland, there's no Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. We've said that on other podcasts. So huge thanks to Adam, too, as a partner in this to be able to, you know, not only for Panic Fest, you have to do this year-round. <laughs> this is your job. This is. So this uh, is. <laughs> I get a, a little piece of that, you know, once a year. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But Well, and it's, it should be noted that, you know, we try to champion Screenland year-round, yeah. but especially this time of the year, is when we get really excited because not only are we getting films that we've been hearing about, but also all these people coming in, yeah. um, the, the the celebrities that are making their way here. But I be- mean, before we talk about uh, all the things coming, it's not just the people in Kansas City who are excited about Panic Fest and people know. Hey, City, but time but- out! I've ruined the coming for this episode. <laughs> everyone's gonna I hear it too. Everyone's gonna hear their like, Wow, these guys are really on They're the coming. Bunch of perverts. Dirty podcast. Lord. <laughs> I, I'm Welcome sorry, to Bukaki Chat. This is uh, <laughs> no, um, no. It's not just the people who are excited about Panic Fest. It's like not just the Kansas City area, but a lot of people. I mean, yeah. you were you were named like oh, best yeah. fest, best fest in the Midwest by like Bangoria and all sorts of shit. Um, excuse me, it was the world. <laughs> Pardon moi. Movie Maker Magazine, uh, Dread Central. Bloody disgusting. Bloody disgusting. Yeah, I think something else. There's something else. But does, but yeah, that something. Fin- else. Does that like make all the hard work worth it at that point? Finally, getting some accolades outside of you know the local press. So, I re- well, I was gonna say from 2020 to this moment we're sitting here, Tim and I from January 1st, January 25th, 2020 to when we're recording this right now, Tim and I did three film festivals. Yeah. <laughs> So and in like 18 months, uh, uh, basically. We, we also did virtual versions of those, which is kind of like yeah. a whole nother festival. Like last year when we did it, it was hybrid, which was great. And it was different. And we exposed ourselves to a lot of new people. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the, I mean, truthfully, the virtual, like 
for us, like a lot of fests, it really hurt. They didn't know how to pivot to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fortunately, Tim and I are insane. And <laughs> yeah. uh, like I had already started looking at some virtual stuff at, at, at the Screenland, but uh, you know, we were the last film fest in, in the U.S. to happen in 2020. Then everything fell apart, and then we did Tricks and Treats as like a, we didn't want Halloween to go without it. And Tricks and Treats actually became a full film fest. Yeah, like it was it was bigger than the first five years of this festival. All virtual, all yeah. virtual, but it was bigger than that. And then we turned around and moved it to April, which was only six months away, and did another full fest that was in person and hybrid. And that's where yeah. we really probably the concentration of three festivals. So you know, here in two, 20 days or fifteen days, we're going to be doing it another one. So we've done four film fests. In about twenty six months, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, I, is, I think I did at one point when we did last year, but uh, I just don't think about it. But <coughs> it was wild. also tricks and treats <coughs> when we did virtual, since it was the first time we really did a full fledged thing. Because you were yeah. you were starting to do virtual screening, online screenings for Screenland to rent and stuff, which is a little different yep. than the the full on fest. But that was our test run. Can we like, can we can do we this? even right. do the, can we, right. mostly like the, you know we, I think so we, we learned from that yeah we, we built our, the festival I mean you guys know like I think the reason we have so many people come every year uh, and talk about it so kindly on other podcasts or in interviews is because we are so small and we really do it is really handcrafted and and it, it really can't get much bigger I think ten years ago like our first meeting I guess just a little over ten years ago Tim and I were like. We don't have a fantastic fest in Kansas City. Let's basically do our best to make that. Um, mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, I'm like, I think we kind of did because it is yeah. like, you know, there's a learning process in the first couple of years. But but now, you know, people come here. We, we have a, a limited number of seats. We're, we're you know, Unlike some bigger fests like Sundance and Toronto and, and uh, you know, South By, like they, they have multiple locations and they keep growing. They're going to grow until, mm-hmm. they, can. until they can't, can't yeah. grow anymore. But like what makes, I think, Things like Brooklyn Horror Film Fest and, and and ours and Beyond Fest is their limited locations. Like Beyond Fest is two theaters, Brooklyn's one. Sometimes they split over, but but it's very small. Mm-hmm. One me, meaning one screen mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Uh, and then Fantastic Salem. Fest is yeah one one location, and and it's like, you know, you can only get a couple hundred people in there, and it's like so limited, and and people want to be a part of it, and it's not just studios. So many film fests have yeah. been like, it's it's kind of a, you know it's the scariest time for the last couple of years to be a filmmaker because. It's daunting. Like, what? Well, do, does it is it worth me going to Sundance or or do I go to this no name festival in this no name city? And then you get into that no name city and no name festival, and there's you know it's a pull down screen in a, a, a back alley or sure. like a VFW hall, and, and that's fine. You can mm-hmm. do a good fest, I mm-hmm. guess, that way. But I've never seen it done appropriately good. What, what we consider it's harder. Yeah. It, it's much well. It's not the right environment. You know, yeah. we we have a real movie theater. Yeah. And, and we're real. Even like South by, it's not real movie theaters for the most part. You're seeing a lot of big theaters and like like Paramount and Stateside are, but that they rent those out. Yeah, and it's like for us, it's it's unique because Adam, like I said earlier, does this year round, <clears throat> so he has a theater. Like we're not renting it, and we're lucky to do that, and for him to be able to cultivate stuff. But uh, on the point of other fest, I remember 2020. I think mm-hmm. the last time. We were all together in person, full fledged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AJ Bowen was here. Mm-hmm. I love AJ Bowen. I've, oh, been, I've yeah. met him a couple times for interviews at South by actually, but I never had a chance to just talk to him because you know you're doing press junkets. You don't get to like talk to people. Right. Real conversation. Like here's yeah. 20 minutes, and yep. you have to act like you're warmed up, and then just randomly ask <laughs> questions. I got to talk to him for like a while about personal stuff that I don't even talk to like Adam about sometimes. I don't know how it got to that point, but he said when we were in the lobby. Uh, he's like, I like this. It reminds me a lot of like early 
uh, Fantastic Fest, which he goes, I miss that vibe, whatever that was, capturing mm-hmm. at that moment. And I was like, that's really cool to hear somebody like him, yeah. who's been to several everywhere. of these, yeah. everywhere, yeah. right? To be like, I like this vibe, which, so I hope hope we can get him back. I feel like every year we have a short or a feature or something that he's typically in, and this year we didn't, or otherwise I would have asked him back. But So it's cool to hear uh, you know, guests come in and say that, not just people. Yeah. But it's taken a long time to get here. Uh, we're still not where we want to be quite yet, but we're you know we're building every year, and hopefully, people see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and enjoy it as much as we do. Well, and w- this year's kind of, you know, we had so much, so much in those th- eighteen months when we did three festivals. Fortunately, they were all three successful, which fucking I don't even know. I, it kind of blows like, my mind. It really honest. does blow my mind. It was <laughs> last year was our best year ever. Yeah, because it was because in the hybrid. Because yeah. the hybrid, yeah, we were only at fifty percent capacity in, indoors. Yeah, but just about every screen for two weeks was that fifty percent capacity, which was wild. And then online was just bumping. I mean, Tim and I were mostly babysitting. On, I say babysitting, but we were living online. Um, which yeah, is, I, I was lived different. in Gather. The yeah, whole I mean, time. <laughs> he lived in Gather. I was here a little bit, uh, but I was trying to be on there. It was it was weird because it's yeah. At night, and and we were interacting with people in Australia and in London and in Canada and oh. all these places, and now we have all these new connections, and they're all excited. They're all like, "I want to come again," and they don't have even have a film this year. They're just like, "I just want to be a person there this year." I, so Robert <laughs> Woods, who had an the ideal, real hero, an ideal host, right? Last uh, last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in Australia, in gather a lot, right? Watching everything he can. Um, Asked about, you know, trying to attend this year because it's geo-blocked or whatever for our films and whatnot. But he was in Gather, which is, for those of you who don't know, our virtual like community, it's kind of like 8-bit um, avatar. You walk around, your camera and mic on, you can talk, kind of like Zoom, but with uh, game, essentially. He was just in Gather the other day, Adam. Just hanging like, out. Like on a Tuesday afternoon. Randomly in Gather, <laughs> which was awesome. I mean, and that's so Robert. Here's, the, here's their thing. You were also in a random. I know, Tuesday but I'm building things. <laughs> okay, I'm, sure, sure. I'm building stuff for the sure. for this year. And yeah, I was just probably in there to be honest. But still, that's crazy to me that some guy in Australia that we met last year and became friends with is hanging out virtually by the off chance someone <laughs> might be in there to talk. Well, I think that's partially films. why people like us is for ten years. I don't. It doesn't matter if you're AJ Bowen or Robert Woods or just a person coming to watch movies every every year. Um, you'll usually spend some time with Tim or myself. Like yeah, we true. we do try to press the flesh, as they say, and and you don't often see that, especially bigger festivals, and they because they, they do just get so big and they become a machine. Um, but I think part of like what we like is just kind of like we've se- seen, you know. Almost every movie each of us have seen. Occasionally, mm-hmm. there's like one that I'm like, I'm gonna watch this on because it was a, in theater, right? In now. theater for the first <laughs> time because it was a movie Tim wanted, or, mm-hmm, yeah. or or somebody's bringing it to us as a world premiere, and I want to be there to feel it with the audience. But most of the time, it's like I don't rewatch stuff because I've already seen everything, or or I do watch it because I'm like, I have to see these moments. But we're always, you know trying to meet people and, and talk to them and help them at before and after the fest, whether it's find distribution or go to other festivals or, or, you know, cause we all pass on recommendations and things like that. But I think it's really that like, there's a handful of festivals out there that do this. Not many because it, it is extra work. You don't get paid for it. It is just like kind of extracurricular, but it's the reason, you know, I think we do this is 
were showing independent movies, mostly independent films. And the only way they get out is, is people like us, you know, bringing them into the fest and talking about yeah. them after and, and making sure that press see them and press talk about them and interview them and treat them like they're the biggest, the, the biggest release that week or, or whatever it is. And the last couple fests, like from 20, I would have to say 2019 on, we were a fest where people got their movies bought out of. That's cool. Which is nice. kind of wild, like that people were getting Yeah, not everything, but we have, we find, yeah. you know, some of them find homes because of, even if it wasn't right out of Panic Fest, it's yeah. because they heard about it at Panic Fest. The, yeah, the wheels started turning because, yeah. because of this Perked screening. their ears. <laughs> which is just crazy, but but it's really cool. And, and that's like, I think for me, that's probably the biggest achievement is to be a place where, you know, a place like Beyond the Woods would, would get their name picked yeah. up or, you know, like I'm just looking at the, a lot of these movies. I'm like, I don't even remember because <laughs> yeah the film directory well just because uh, we did three festivals and and that's, i know it like, blurs what honestly, years they were in yeah what years they were in i just don't remember what did they have distribution well, did they not like one thing that we tried to do sorry we just keep talking no it's what you're here for <laughs> uh one one thing we tried to start doing around that time too in, in 2020 was panic alum and like adam said you support it so a movie may come out but you may not see it actually released for months from Panic Fest, which is great, great experience. You get to see it early and know about it before it even hits. But you know, a trailer might not be out yet. All of a sudden, the trailer comes out, or you see news that gets picked up, and we try to push that along on Twitter and Facebook and say, like, Panic alum, mm-hmm. check this out. Even if it's from you know five years ago and it's a new project from that filmmaker, we'll try and bring it up if we remember, right? So we try and do that. So I started a Panic alum directory that'll be this year. So. Anyone that's had a film at the fest can submit their information, and I got a questionnaire they can fill out, and we'll have a directory for them. So that way, if you want to network, um, talk to other people, you got kind of this directory you can go back that's private with a password link nice. that you can go in and look at. And we've seen collaborations happen. Like, um, there's one happening uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 what a movie right now? No, I mean uh, collaboration between filmmakers that met at Panic yeah, Fest. Yeah. There's one happening right now. What? The uh, hang on, let me look at the title of it. It's you uh, look that up. Uh, which is Midnight though? It was last year with um, Joanna. T- uh, what's her last name? Denise. She did um, Smile this year, and she did In a World, the Wi Fi horror film. Oh, right, 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 right. Anyway, her and Lisa, um, Ovies. Ovies. Oh, okay. Collaborated uh, on Witch's Midnight because they met at Panic Fest yeah. in 2020. Fucking and then rad. During the pandemic, they remotely, uh, Joanna, I think, helped executive produce it and Lisa directed it remotely. <laughs> and so they yeah. met at Panic Fest and did that. And then it was at Panic Fest the following. That's Well, weird. the other one is. That kind of stuff is awesome. The, the Honey yeah. and Potter's Field and Buffalo and Trout. Oh, yeah. Andre Dixon uh, and. Uh, Presley. Presley, yeah, they, they they were both directors with shorts that year, and they're shooting Andre's first feature, The Curse of Abigail Proctor, right right now. So yep. like day two, oh, wow. uh, as so we speak, and they met at the film fest. That's another thing that I like about like keeping on the alum topic is I'll keep in touch with you know random filmmakers, whether it's Robert or Darren Campbell from Look Twice. He was the lead mm-hmm. actor in that. And we'll talk about football. He's a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. We talk shit on each other all the time for no reason. And we haven't seen each other in three years, probably. And it was a short film, um, <laughs> but it's an, an actor in a short film just randomly 
kind of kept in touch and keep talking. Um, same with, um, gosh, a number of people that I'm <laughs> going to bring up, but I just keep talking about it. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's awesome to keep in touch with people. I just talked to Teddy Tenenbaum yesterday. Um, Koreatown ghost story because oh, yeah. they're trying to do a feature yep. and the short was here last year and now they're doing a feature I think with Paramount. Oh wow. Nice. Um, so I was just checking in say like hey the festival's coming up uh, reminded me like how you doing so I like to just keep in touch with people because it's fun to see what projects they're doing and someday they'll be back probably I hope if they had a good experience. See and that adds to the charm of Panic Fest because I was thinking about it no matter if you have a big back studio one or a little miniature micro independent movie, you show all the gambit of the different budgets and styles and, and you know what it's like. It adds a little bit to the charm. We Panic Fest, it's kind of like Kansas City where it's got a lot of big things going on, but it's got that little small town feel and everybody's yeah, really, really friendly. Yeah. You know, we're Midwest. I yeah, mean, we're Midwest. I we have to be friendly. Yeah. Help but, but be like, friendly. <laughs> it just seems, and I think that's what adds to it. That makes people want to come back because one, you guys do cultivate these good relationships with people who are in the fest and the people who are the attendees because they know that they're in good hands with the movies that you pick. Because some of these movies that you guys <laughs> submit to the fest wind up being fucking bangers, and some of the best movies oh, man. released that year. I would honestly say, you know, the the tenth. This is the tenth Panic Fest at this point. You guys have premiered some movies, at least within this area. That I mean, still to this day, are ones that I hold so near and dear to my heart. And in fact, the experience of watching those films and experiencing that that I is memories that I've. You know, we we often say, Panic Fest, yeah. you make memories, mm -hmm. and. You all have been responsible for some of my favorite memories. In fact, I was kind of curious. Would you guys have any, like, at this point, like a fave film that you've shown, a fave guest that's been there, or just kind of any kind of a favorite moment that sticks out? Well, here's the thing. You go first. Here's the thing. I've that, got ideas. That I could speak about for the both of us, for the for the everybody, <laughs> right? The everybody. Um I would, I don't, uh, let me let me check my, my, my homework real quick here, but I, but I, but I think... I think it was 2018. Tim, the 2018. Uh, I can help you out. What are you thinking? Who, who, well, I'm trying to remember. Okay, I'm. I think it was 2019. I believe uh, in 2019, <coughs> the world changed. Right. Okay. Well, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> no, it had to be 18 because of the movie that was there. In 2018, the world changed. So. Five years ago, Mr. Joe Lynch came to our life. He, he flew right in between our bridges, got into our back pocket, and he lives there. <laughs> he's still here, yeah. He's still here. He's he never left. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's now returning for his third Panic Fest. Yeah. He's essentially he is literally he's a friend of the fest. He's yeah. just the king of the festival at this point. He doesn't... Listen, he's actually never had a real premiere. He's never had a reason to actually be here. No. But he finds a way here now. Every, we sh we every showed, time he can, he's here. In 2018, 2018 we showed Mayhem. Yep. It was already out on Encore. And we're like, you want <coughs> to show it? Sure. I mean, he came for the movie I, crypt yes. with Adam well, Green. Yeah, Victor Crowley was coming in, and he's like, well, we can do a live movie crypt. And we're like, oh. Do something else. May Mayhem's been out for like six months, six or seven yeah. months at that point. We're like, 
He's like, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. Or, okay, we brought him out. And then and then it was like... It was more of a VOD fun. release, though, so, I mean, it was still, yeah. like, a good... And it's a good audience. Oh, no, movie. it, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was like, a life-changing great. screening yeah. for, for him. And now he, he lives in our back pockets. He's coming back. So we'll take Joe out of the equation. Sure. Because this year he's for just yes, coming sure. to basically... Hang out. We had to find reasons. We had to find reasons to bring him here. I mean, we didn't need a reason. <laughs> right. But like from a business standpoint, we're like, why why would you come here this why? year? Yeah. Uh what movies do you like? Right. <laughs> Let's Let, do that. Do you have a friend that you want to host a QA for? Sure. Spider One. You can do that. Yeah. Right. Like we just slowly you're like, oh, you can do karaoke too. Okay, yeah. great. That's three well, things. Let's bring you yeah, in. Yeah, you're and doing he, enough. As even mentioned, he loved the fact that, yes, in between movies, I can go out there in the front underneath the marquee and just have all these people, and we'll be talking about all these various movies, and it's just so inviting and inclusive. Mm-hmm. He was here till 3 in the morning in the loft Every night, year. every night. Well, talking, well, I don't know about it. Every night, the night, yeah. Every night he was here, he was the one of the last people out there. He was probably yeah. the last people out the door. That, yeah. was, um, that year, I think, was probably our, our first big one that we really contributed to. Because um, we were, you guys were yeah. kind enough to let us be doing live stuff from like 2016. But I remember that year because I was so excited when the movie crypt was recording. I didn't know you two were going to be guests on there. So yeah, all of a sudden, they're like, I didn't know we up. were until like 12 minutes before. Uh, yeah, we really? didn't. We didn't know yeah. either. That's why really? we were like, oh, oh well, yeah. And, and and we had not thought about. We hadn't talked about anything. There's no pre-pro. Oops. Nothing. No, and that, that was, was a great. little. That was uh, still early in the last five years. We, you know, our relationship with Adam Green and, and Joe Lynch have, has considerably grown. Yeah. But that was the first time we'd ever met Joe. Probably the first 12 hours Joe had been in our lives. So we I, barely had known had Adam had been here and I had known yeah. we'd had worked together for a little bit. Um, so that was a little easier. But like, if you listen to the Movie Crip podcast, <laughs> it's a lot of Joe Lynch and, and, you know, Adam does steer the podcast. <laughs> but like, Joe Lynch I, is kind of also the podcast. I picked them up at the airport. Oh, it was that's the right. first time I had met him, and I was like, I got something funny I can do. So I, before I left, I grabbed a pen and paper to hold up who I was picking up at the airport, and it was Arwen. And then in parentheses, it was like, uh, and Joe and Adam. <laughs> and so I think that was a nice icebreaker for yeah, you know someone they hadn't met before, randomly picking you up can probably be awkward. But uh, from that point on, I mean, we just... The, the ride there talked about oh you got a kid he's got an ear infection like oh i got a kid he's got it like random yep. shit like that uh so yeah i was thinking it was instant connection for for us from a guest perspective but what yeah. so so I, that, i'll use that as my my one that's that's plenty for guest for for guests i think okay. that was let's do like guest because that's fucking cool let's do yeah. like I'll, two or three movies yeah, yeah. Okay. yep you do your next yeah? guest um this is tough <laughs> i actually Thoroughly enjoyed having AJ Bowen here just for talking. Yep. He's just so chill and relaxed, and he'll. But I think, from a guest standpoint, in terms of like, whoa, that really maybe changed the fest the following year. Like building upon 2018 was 2019 when we had last podcast on the left here, and brought in so many like new people, sold out two shows, and we were like, who has not been to Panic Fest? Raise your hand. And it was like 80% of the audience. Wow. And then who was, okay, who's uh, from out of state? And again, very similar amount of people. And some of them went to both recordings, and it was the same show. <laughs> but it didn't matter to them. Like, wow. 
they stuck around. I think we got, you know, some new eyes on the fest that year and it was a fun show. Um, but yeah, that, that was great. But I mean, probably for me, kind of like Joe Lynch, AJ Bowen's probably my, uh, special guest. But pot, last podcast, a little bit of a cheat. It's like three people, you know. But, but still, uh, and, and that just shows. And, and the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off. Uh, the last stream on the left, which they do for Adult Swim, it's their like video pod, where they just sit around and talk about shit, same shit, right? Yeah. Uh, Henry had our uh, the Rotten Rentals shirt on. Oh, it nice. says "Never Forget" the VHS shirt. Yeah. He had that on the live stream, and I said on the live stream and like typed. He's like, "Oh yeah, Panic Fest. We love Panic Fest." So that was kind of a a fun thing too, and now we can't. We'll never be able to have them back because they're they're huge stars. <laughs> but no, we got in right under the no. wire. <laughs> those those guys, those they'll the, come back. They'll, they'll, and then and then I guess uh, I mean, I think the the ongoing homie relationship that I have on again and off again now for five or six years is an unexpected. Although this is this is gonna bleed over into my my number one pick. I think. Yeah. Because I watched it twice at the festival, huh. big theater and a smaller screen, and that was when the Low Life team came. Oh, I know! And I just oh, fuck old, yeah, old Ryan Prowse. Uh, I just had it up, and I was like, "That was a great fucking year." That was a like having them mm-hmm. all them here. Like Ryan, I remember Tim who had the swastika on his face. <laughs> Couldn't yep. have been a nicer guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, I I wish like Ryan just did a VHS segment yep. in the latest one, but man. Mm-hmm. I'm just like waiting for him to have some sort of genre film to bring him back, just because. Well, yeah, he's working. Just come on back, like you don't have to have a film. Joe, pull, ask pull Joe, Joe Lynch, Lynch. <laughs> right? Pull with Joe. Yeah, yeah. That was such a. It's just such an eclectic, like fun, character-driven movie. It's yeah, unexpected. It's I think. violent and fun. Yeah, you don't expect how gritty and dirty. I mean, especially with the name Low Life, yeah. how fun it is when the most endearing character has a swatch to call. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And but yet you can't help but enjoy it and laugh and like go along for the ride as well, vile as it gets. I think we and we 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 talked about that movie. It's like it's the perfect kind of film to see at Panic, Panic Fest. Fest. It's an audience favorite. It's yeah. violent. It's funny. You know, it's those avant not avant garde where it's like weird student art film. Yeah, but yeah. it's one like you wouldn't necessarily invite the entire family over to see. Sure, you know, it's just that, that we do that for Death December. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah, thing. Yeah. December. <laughs> AJ Bowen's in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, genius, anything? I remember uh, watching Uncle Peckerhead here at the <laughs> Panic great. Fest. And then all of a sudden, the door opens up, and there and in walks Uncle Peckerhead, yeah. uh, David Littleton. And I was like, holy shit, I even said it out loud. Holy shit, it's Uncle Peckerhead, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> I wasn't even hosting the Q&A. I was just in the audience, and I fucking adored that movie. I fucking still champion to this day. Yeah. And um, yeah, every now and then I'll hit him up on tweet, uh, on the tweets uh. and everything. But yeah, when Uncle, Uncle Peckerhead himself, Walked in, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Uncle Peckerhead!" And that was the year there was like all these other celebrities and shit. But I was like more starstruck and caught off guard. It's so good from Uncle Fucking Peckerhead. So, it, well, that's what I like about Panic Fest is the fact that yeah, you're going to be seeing these films, but yes, there is the chance that Uncle Peckerhead could show up. <laughs> right? You know, you're going to see these people that are taking on these personas. I'll go back to. The variety of movies that we've seen here, you know, in Theater One has been some of my favorite goings in there, be it Train to Busan, of which the collective theater was sobbing at the end. What we do in the shadows, I mean, from the get-go, just 
putting a smile on my Fucking face. One cut of the dead. One cut of the dead in little theater. Th- I think we're four, in four. Four, mm-hmm. yes. four yeah, because it was full. We were we yes. were that whole. We were in the same row. Yeah. Oh, and that was. Incredible and it's so ex- good. Hey, it's, oh, the little theater screenings when they're packed, like oh, VHS. It's, it's bomb. I don't know if you watched that yeah. one that same year. No. And, and the Vice Guy to Bigfoot. Those it's so that, good. That, that those, those were those four films: Uncle Pecker, Vice Guy, VHS, and uh, uh, oh no, Vice uh, Guide. The, Vice uh, Guide, uh, which is different now, but yeah, Guide to Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you had uh, uh, that same year you had Porno and Puppet Killer. Oh my god! It was like. The rich, the murderer's the, row of oh, tiny theaters. And, oh, and extra, <laughs> extraordinary was that same year. Oh, and, yeah. oh my god! I'm yeah. telling you, that was the year, that was a banner year. Right there. I mean, the co- comedy That's horror was fucking outrageous. Outrageous. Point. <laughs> Out yeah. Maybe outrageous. B- better than any bigger festival, curation wise. That's five uh, of the that. year. I'll like go with that. Yeah. That was a stupid ass year. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even know. Well, of course, you Panic know, Fest 11, stupid ass year. Yeah. That's our tagline. <laughs> you know, the hardest thing, we watched a couple hundred movies oh, building up to Panic Fest, just the features. And, you know, you, you're at the you're at the will of the people, what they're making in those years. And 2020 was just nuts. Nuts. But, but you know, and, and it's not. Little the, did we know what was about to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of 2021 was great, too, but man. Yeah, 21 was really good, but you can kind of see yeah. the movies change. And this year, this year we're starting to feel, and it was probably the hardest to program because we there was, unlike 2020, Tricks and Treats and 21, this year really felt like the year we were getting the COVID movies. It really felt like there was yeah. a lot limited, more limited locations, smaller cast and crews. And not that that's a bad thing, but it mm-hmm. made it really tough because we didn't want 10 of the same movies. That that was I mean especially on the short side, but like mm. like it's that's the hardest part is like well I hope people made good you know it's like Sundance like there's going to be bad year quote unquote bad years right. smaller years and then bigger years and then, and and there's not much you could do about it cuz you're just the programmer. Right. And that goes for like movies in general but uh, every year, every fucking year, I bet if you look in Tim and I's chat messages, <laughs> which probably go back at ten years, you will see me at some point say, "We're fucked this year." <laughs> every is the worst every year. year. We're both like, "What are we gonna do?" This is terrible. I can't believe it's you know it's happening. And then this year we end up with almost ninety movies, and we're like, "Well, yeah." And, and we still that this year was the hardest because we had the most submissions. Yeah, we, both studios and, and actual uh, independent submissions coming to us and. I mean, we had to. It was fucking the toughest year. I mean, the, he almost had one, maybe two more short fe- here's, film. Here's showcases. how tough a year it was. I'm like, fuck it, let's do seven short blocks because yeah. I can't cut Holy these because they're good. Smokes. So we did five in person, which we normally do, but I even kind of like twisted your arm to get the fifth one done preview yeah. night. And then I'm like, wait, we have hybrid. We can literally screen as much as we want. Yeah. Like, let's just do two extras. For these shorts that I think are like worthy of the fest, so yeah, I mean, it was hard to cut stuff, and I think shorts is a good example of that because of the sheer volume that we took. Yeah, well, and, and virtual helps a little bit yeah. um, because we added some shorts and we added a couple more features because there's just not enough room, honestly. And and this year yeah. we're still kind of bouncing back from the pandemic. You know, last year we don't we don't really know if ever, if 100 you know, 2020 was a fucking insane year for say for attendance. It was the you know, almost a hundred percent full for five or six days. That was crazy. I don't think that'll come back for another year or two, just because yeah. people are still getting comfortable. They're, they're remembering their habits, 
you know, I don't know if everyone has the funds still to, mm-hmm. to be able to come, you know, traveling to the fest and, and, you know, watching movies for seven days is not cheap. Um, but, but this year was crazy. And, 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 but you know, the best thing is, is, is that we are hybrid fest now is that you, you can kind of chill out a little bit at the fest. You can relax, you can breathe a little bit. There's not as the intensity to watch, 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 watch. You can kind of take a break. Uh, you can watch stuff online. You can plan your schedule out accordingly and really watch the most amount of stuff. Um, that that was a, that was a long tangent, because <laughs> because uh, I've still got films to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My top 20, 25 well, films. That well, we yeah, have. you, you got to go one. <laughs> no, I'm not. Gonna we each got one more. One more. Uh, shit. Can't do one of the ones one? I talked about. Um, well, I would have. I'll, I'll say I would have picked what we do in the shadows because that was insane. Oh, looking oh, back, oh, that we had oh my God. that here and what it's mm-hmm. become now, and you're like, yeah. wait, we had what? When? Um, so. Uh, fuck, I'm looking at like Swallow, which I really liked, Southbound, which look what Radio Silence has done now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I might, just based on some of the picks you guys already did, and there's tons I could list, but if I'm going to pick one more, it's kind of artsy-fartsy, but it was it was one that was only the second screening at the time. It was very not, not well-known, The Invitation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. cult mm. <laughs> uh, mm. film. Which you didn't, I don't know, it kind of had some twists and turns. It's the a slow was burn. Rad. I was uh, really impressed with that movie. It had only shown, I think, at South by prior to that, um, if I recall. Maybe not even that. I, I can't remember. But for some reason or another, no one else had had it yet. So it was the second screening that they, they ever had of it. Which, looking back now on that and the director, like, wow. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of films, like I said, Radio Silence, with what they were doing with Southbound. And now what they're doing with Scream and... Mm-hmm. All this other stuff. We had uh, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. Yep. Like, look at what they're doing now. We had Synchronic. Yeah. What I do? <laughs> I said who? Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. I'm. There's just there's so many films because I've been trying to curate like our top 25 and post them on social. Yeah. And so I'm looking back at some that I've posted already and some that I haven't. And I'm like, wow. There's a lot of stuff when you start looking back at 10 years of. Ten, ten festivals. Yeah. If you could curate, I feel like one year we just need to curate all the films that are on that list I as mean, a best, best of the God, fest. Yeah, best of the fest. And do yeah. it. At, yeah. Do it. Um, I don't know. As a special event when it's non-fest time, because then you have to worry about programming. It's just like, yeah. well, I mean, it's there. There would there. be twenty movies. Listen, I would go to that film festival. I would do. Uh, I'd like seeing yeah. those again. It, it is pretty tough, like because because then you you mentioned every movie we've mentioned are bangers, and then and then you're like. Guys, we haven't even talked about Tigers Are Not Afraid. Oh, my God. I know. There's so much on here. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, you, you, like, I remember watching that movie and just being, and it was like a real crummy screener because it was before it was ever sold in America. So I had to, it was a really tough movie to get. Um, one of the most difficult movies to track down the rights of because it was a Mexican TV channel that owned it. Because of, uh, of the weird producing deal they had. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was really tough. Because they didn't know how to handle it, and it was fucking crazy to get. But, yeah. I mean, there's movies like that that are, like, some of the best movies I've, I've, I've seen in the last decade. That they're Not just Panic Fest, but I'm like, Tiger's Not Afraid is, like, next level. Like, oh, my fucking God. Like, you know, like... What is Isabel doing now? She... She's uh, working on a movie with Ray Spider Moles, didn't she? Yes, yeah. Yeah, but I think she's doing something. Yes, but she's also doing a feature that I can't think of right now. With Del Toro. Yeah, she's doing something with Yeah. Guillermo. I don't know what it is, but I mean in general. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking rad. Crazy. God, I, um, hmm. 
Back to you, Greg. Yeah, I, ta- this is, this I passed the baton. This one's not tough for me, actually, because you guys talk about these prestige movies that we've been able to experience and how, you know, in some cases they're springboards for these these artists into greater things. I still love just some of the little indie ones that, you know, people are making for, you know, 25 cents, like The Barn was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I just, there was a specific moment in the movie where I had to leave the theater because I was grinning so much from what happened on the screen. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this is wonderful. And then I, I won't, I'll go over to Genius, but there's definitely one that's 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 in the ether. Oh, Wolf Cop's going to be on my tombstone. Wolf that's Cop's in my top 25. <laughs> Wolf Cop's going to be on my fucking tombstone. That fucking... Talk about a movie to watch with a crowd. Oh, yeah. Right? Talk... Like... Or from the floor. <laughs> right? Oh, I forgot about that. Right? No, but um, let's see. I made a, a great memory at Poughkeepsie Tapes. That was a blast. Yeah, you did. I remember the midnight screening of a Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, uh, let's see. Who could forget? I know, right? <laughs> Never forget. Um, <laughs> there was. Uh, I remember a zombie movie that made my jaw drop at the brutality of Blood Quantum. Freaking Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum yes. freaked me the fuck yeah. out. I was not expecting how gory and visceral that one was. I believe. Almost a ninety-nine percent Native American cast, yes, mm-hmm. which is really you cool. Can make genius react like that, you're doing something. Yeah, my jaw dropped. I'm like, she just just not give birth and then ate that baby. <laughs> Goddamn, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, that, that might still be on Shutter, by the way. I think so. I, I think it so. is. And have we talked about um, one cut of the dead yet? We, I mean, we did Palm. mention it. Palm, <laughs> and that was wonderful because we had our friend Adrian introduced it. Gave the great context for everything, and I think you saw it at Fantastic Fest. Maybe he yeah. knew, he knew. And Color Out of Space was a Panic Fest movie. That too. was a. It was uh, yes, it was like preview yeah. night, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Preview yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah, I played again. I think later on, but yeah, I kicked things off that in twenty twenty. I'm looking at the God. directory right now. Actually, so Unreal. many fucking good stuff, man. And I mean, I, like, just... I mean, twenty. Listen, twenty twenty is a a motherfucker of a year. I mean. It, just looking at this, I mean, you had extraordinary. You had the cleansing hour, which was so fucking good. Scare package, yeah. Swallow, Chad Rad. Uncle Packerhead, VHS, Two Heads Creek, which is underrated, I think. The Swerve, which got a lot of attention. The other land, Vice Guy, fucking rot, oh, fucking rot, rot yeah. dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, porno. You, you had just so many movies. Sorry, there. we're just naming all the films on literally. Twenty twenty was an amazing year. That I was really the, liked that was the, the year of Patty Murphy. Disappearance of Clifton Hill, too. I think that oh, was yeah. underrated. It, it's such a weird but then, movie. But then you even look at last year, and you're like, damn, last year was fucking insane, too. Uh, well, that's why I said it. I think last year rivals I, 2020. One of those two years was our best year My overall. My experience of Jacob's wife was wonderful. Yeah. And it's kind of cemented and uh, centered my whole panic fest from last year, and just everything else beyond that was really good. So... Yeah. Speaking, we're talking about all this stuff of the great ones of past years. What is a great one that we should absolutely definitely check out for this year's? Yeah, because we're going, let's go, let's go into this yeah. year's Panic Film well, Fest. Well, yeah. Sorry, we we're just waxing poetic. No, I could, that, it's no, easy literally talk. I could do a three-hour podcast on just the shorts, I think, so you don't ask me. Shorts I, are fucking I, rad. I'll, I'll tell you, like, it, you heard me say a little bit ago, every year I'm like, this year's going to be weak. And that I I said that in 2020. Mm-hmm. I said that in 2021. I said that in 2013. <laughs> this I, year, at some point, I was finally like, "It'll be okay. Yeah. Let's just give it a couple weeks. Yeah. People are coming back from South by. We're not getting answers. Like, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We're figuring our shit out." 
and and it always does get figured out, but it is always like, a, what the fuck are we getting? Like, and, and it's and it, you also hear me say there's a lot of submissions, so it's like there's a a whole lot of good stuff, and a whole lot of I don't know what the what the memorable moments are going to be, mm-hmm. and I do not ever know what they are really until after, after the festival, yeah. because I get them down. Like we can all whittle everything down till till we get to you know almost forty features or and fifty four shorts. You can get them to that point, and you're like, well, that's a pretty good list. But then you also some days you look at it, and you're like, God damn, this is going to be a bad festival. <laughs> but it's not anything against the films. It's just like. Yeah. You look at 2020, 2021, even fucking Tricks and Treats I was just peeking at, and I was like, fuck, that was a, an insane year. Some you know? world premieres that we didn't expect. World premieres of, that type of fucking thing. Kindred and The Vigil, and I don't know. like some Well, gr- and we well, so we have that this year. We've got a decent amount of world premieres. We have yeah. some great like events and guests lined up that we yeah, didn't yeah, expect yeah. at first. Um, well, but when we started putting, so it's, it's mid-April right now. We started putting the fest together, and you know, mm. right after mid late January, start like figuring out what we want. Well, and we started taking submissions earlier than we ever had yeah, in but, July. Oh wow! Yeah. So well, again, just the growth. People are knowing. Yeah. But you know, in in, in January, we're like, is there going to be a festival this year with Omicron? We, we didn't. We really didn't know. Sure. Yeah. And nobody was committing to travel. Right. So Thanks we were right. reaching out to people for you know we're like our tenth anniversary. We wanted to do it big and. Make sure we have you know all of our, our our things in line and and try to go out to everybody possible, and there was still I mean, even like thirty days ago there was still a lot of people like well they're not traveling yet or they went from not traveling January to I have a full book tour and I'm unavailable yeah. <laughs> and I didn't tell you guys um, so that that was like the problem we were running th- this year is just like figuring that out and then like when I look at this lineup I'm like there's there isn't a bad movie because we had. There's ten more movies I could put on here. Sure? Ten more features, maybe more. I mean, I can give you like some of the 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 indie highlights, which are the ones that I think are going to be the more surprising ones because they aren't um, on people's radars yet. I was say, yeah, we've got listeners that are still probably putting together their spreadsheets for right. when this for mm-hmm. you know lay, laying everything out. So yeah, what are some of the highlights? Well. Um, on the, and I'm only going to talk about the, the on the indie side of things, the ones you really can't find a lot of info out about. Um, so you, so you and, and this isn't to say miss these because I'm not talking about it, talk, miss the ones I'm not talking about, but uh, these are ones that that I'm like fucking yes, um, and only on the indie side. So there's a movie called The Outwaters, um, and this there's a couple found footage movies. And this is one of the found footage movies, and this is the most purely authentic trip into madness I've ever seen put on film. Like, closer to, like, that kind of weird, off, kind of sickly, weird, bizarre, hard-to-explain feeling you get from, like, altered states, kind of. Okay. But this is from a found footage perspective. This is the most, like, Lovecraftian, like, where you really think that the camera is somebody's brain, like, seeing things. And it's not saying that that's, like, the premise is the camera is not someone's brain, but what the filmmaker is putting us through is the most like viscerally going into madness I've ever seen. And it's like sometimes confusing, sometimes maddening, sometimes really intensely creepy and scary. And, uh, I, it's, it's a slow burn, you know, as a lot of found footage movies are, you know, the first 45 minutes, you're just kind of dick, dicking around. Uh, and then things change. And, (laughs) uh, yeah, I, I, that, that movie, I think it's a weird fucking trip, mind trip. Um, 
I'll, I'll do mine, Tim, while you make your list, because I already kind of made a list, that, if that's okay. For uh, this features, year's? Yeah, for the features. Sure. Um, we're the world premiere of this movie called Presence. Uh, when I got it, the, he had just finished the cut, so oh it, it is now fully done. But it, I was, I think, the very first non-crew person to watch it, and I was like, well, this movie's making it. It's, It kind of felt like there's a movie like a, about a decade ago with Melissa George called Triangle, um, which I really liked. And, and this is more of a horror aspect about that. It follows a woman who may be unsure what what reality is in, in a way that it's not like a Rosemary's Baby kind of way. It's it's more of a – I'm really trying to, to – not not spoil anything here, yeah. <laughs> but it it is surprising. It is a, a bloody movie, um, and it it, it is uh, there's one I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch the crowd, and then uh, the next crowd favorite. This is going to be like one of two movies that are fucking roller coasters, and I know Tim's going to talk about the other one. And this is a movie called Malibu Horror Story, a movie that when it got submitted pretty early on, I was like, no. Not taking it because the title is called Malibu Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, it does make you kind of uh, like. Eh. Yeah, when you said Malibu Horror Story, I'm then like, you see it and you're like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> another. It's a, this one's a hybrid found footage, yeah. uh, and it's actually it integrates like a docu actual documentary style into it. Um, so there's you know real time found footage mixed with like the backstory, which is like they're making this documentary. Like yeah. yeah, and uh, mixed with what's happening. Um, and it's it's about a group of people that are going into these uh, abandoned Native American like um, tunnels, uh, caves in in California, mm-hmm. and we're supposedly these kids went missing a couple years ago, and they, they there's this documentary they're making about it, and they kind of have like a ghost hunter type of show, um, and it's got some freaky deaky shit in it, like mm. that that's like. Uh, it's it's the most like haunted house like roller coaster ride type of film, um, shenanigans and yeah yeah and it's it's pretty fucking rad like it's very different from a movie like Presence or the it's I don't know it's it's very different uh, and I know what I know what Tim's gonna talk about. You want me to say it? Yeah. The sadness? Yeah. It's going to be the yeah. movie I people. I can't wait for the sadness. The sadness. People are going to walk out of this movie. That's the one like you watch it with an audience and you're just. I feel like you're gonna have like a dirty feeling, sweet like hereditary, oh, yeah. like uh, midsummer, but not in the midsummer way, but like still kind of dirty. Feel dirty in midsummer. There's parts of midsummer, midsummer that uh, made me feel dirty though. Really? But I'm just saying, right? That uneasy feeling. Yeah, you're gonna get that in tenfold, but with gore. Sweet. Well, well, if you need to be sold in that movie, if you've ever seen uh, somebody get oh, their no. face fucked, you will have seen it at, at the end of this movie. If you haven't, you mean. Yeah, you said if you have. Oh, so sorry. If you're, if you're yeah. a face, if you're a face fucking virgin. Yeah, yeah. You're. Oh, wait, however, if wait, you're a fan of face fucking, then you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is also it's your number one movie if you're a fan of face fucking. Uh, so it's got something for everyone, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. That, well, and that's it. I've face fucking about this. I've heard about this movie. Yeah, I heard it's fucking brutal. It is brutal. Yeah, yeah like also trigger warning. Oh yeah, <laughs> with it, I've right? Also heard, yeah. I will like, say this year. This year. Listen, we're Animal called pan- we're panic fest. Or? We're panic fest. Everything comes with a trigger warning. Just, just genre, yeah, it's it's genre. genre right, right. Spe- but is there a specific trigger we should watch? I would say there's a lot of triggers this year. Yeah. Okay. I would say there's very few safe movies this year. Oh wow! Okay. I would say uh, <laughs> this is. So we need more. I would say curtains. Yeah, we need. <laughs> in 2020, we had a lot of laughs. Yeah. In 2022, 
things are getting fucked up and walking a line of uh, of uh, being fully depraved. Do we need like like a line of showers then so people can shower afterwards and just be like, oh, like my a Verhoeven God. film? Yeah. Well, yeah, a little. A little pull down, pull screen outside, yeah. like they do when you're out going off the beach. Just yes. something to wash off the the nasty slime. There. Well, Mike, okay, that's a few handful there. Uh, some other ones then that we should be looking out for. Um, dash cam. That's another uh, from Savage. Uh, uh, he did uh, host. Yeah, uh, that you guys, every, everyone in quarantine, I'm sure saw on Shutter that he did on his laptop. I still haven't watched Host because okay. I do so much Zoom stuff that I'm afraid. Oh that yeah, because of, because of genius here, I'm just afraid. You know, I, I take that. <laughs> it's gonna something's gonna come happen. back. Right. Yes. Yes. Anyway, he's back with dash cam, which is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Like taking that kind of formula and reinventing it once again. So, I just think that's that's interesting that he had success with that medium and kind of went back to it's it a little bit. Parlay it. Yeah. Um, so like, that's cool. One that one that I thought was surprisingly well. That I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I was watching the screener was Dawning. Mm. I actually like Dawning quite a bit. It's an independent movie. It's more um, on the, the it's a more dramatic thriller drama thriller, side. but it I thought it was really good and it's yeah, it's it's more you know slower pace. It's not sadness. Um, there is no face fucking in the Dawning. Ah rats. That's yeah, there's no, no, no pre dawn. It's actually fucking. on the DVD. <laughs> That's a quote. No face fucking. Ten out of ten. Guaranteed. <laughs> so yeah. That one was pretty good. Um, gosh, there's there's some in here. I don't want to just go down like the list, right? But yeah, those yeah. are like two that I I enjoyed. Yeah, and then on the on the uh, the other side, I would say the 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 two you should be probably circling um, that are that are going to be talked about more and more. Um, well, one of them nobody's seen. Uh, <laughs> the other one has played uh, one or two festivals. One of them is called Bitch Ass. Uh, it yep. played uh, South, South by, by. It and also played. It played another yeah, festival. It. Uh, one more festival. Um, overseas, it, maybe. No, I don't know. It, it but it played South by. But yeah, it'll be probably second or third screening here. So, nice. yep. Uh, you guys are gonna love it. It's got. It's got like a. It's got like a tales from the from the hood but kind of vibe. Yeah. Cool. I some of the my various real DIY. I listen to, they're kind of going through. They're talking about crabs. Was another <laughs> yeah. one that apparently I heard, I heard Krabs yeah. is great. Listen, that's that's listen, a wonderful. When I when I watch Krabs, is like this fucking movie's not for me. But like people are gonna love this fucking movie. When I watched it, I was like, this is perfect audience yeah, okay. Panic Fest experience. Wonderful. Yeah. That's what I yeah uh, yeah. And that, that's that's the hardest thing, right? Is you yep. watch movies that aren't for you, but you know they're for somebody. Yep. Uh, and then and then we're doing the uh, uh, premiere of a movie called Revealer. Yeah, Revealer from the. Folks that did Scare Package. Yeah, I would cool. say. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, hyped up for that. <laughs> I'll say this movie Beated curtain is in this not movie. Uh, is not like they're we, they're kind of saying it's a little it's a little Evil Dead ish. It's n- only uh, only in like the slapsticky kind of violence. Okay. I would I will say this is much more stylized, much it's very more char- like it's character study kind of a character driven. I should say not study. Yeah, because there's a limited cast, mm-hmm. and they really have to play up the characters, and that's what makes it fun. So, yeah. listen, the, 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 here's the thing: you have two characters. There's a stripper and a religious protester. They get yep. stuck in a location during the 1980s, and an apocalypse is happening uh, potentially. Oh, wonderful! Cool. There that's it is. like that's okay. like the setup. So there's <laughs> there's a whole lot of neon lights. Okay. Yeah, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, need to, we definitely need to invest. And in we're gonna have like movie. 15 people here from that movie. <laughs> yep. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Director, like know, the whole cast, producers, crew, some cast, I think. Oh, right. I don't know the whole roster. I just know like directors. I think there's 15 producer, at least. Yeah. But wow. they told us 15, people are coming, That's an and there might be more. Man, man. but uh, like, but can we get 15 passes. I was like, sure. They yeah. go, we might have more. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Put a stamp on, their own. on it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there, you're free. there's yeah. a lot of fucking movies this year. Um, you know, the special events, We, if we can plug those real quick. Cause, of course. Because no, there's is... two of them that I'm fucking excited about because I've never met these people. And uh, mm. one of them we've almost had here like two times, and that's Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy and Mail Girl. Started in 2020, we tried to get them in. And that yeah. one sold out so freaking fast. Less than 24 yeah. hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yep. if we could have booked a second show, we would have. But he, he's got to travel, so yeah. he's got another show on yeah. Saturday. Or Saturday, the Jamboree in South Carolina. Well, yeah. well, the Friday is their new season premiere too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, so they got a busy three weekend. days of Joe Bob. If you're, oh my god, and they just released their plush dolls. I saw those <laughs> on the same day that they're going to be here, so they might have some he merchandise. He's he's bringing three tables of merch, so there's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're doing the uh, we're doing the 20th anniversary screen of Don Coscarelli's my favorite film by him, Bubba Hotep, um, and he's going to be hosting that, doing their signature shtick of yeah. an you know intro and and a little post chat discussion where they you know he makes a off color joke and Darcy gives him a look and whips <laughs> him in the with her eyeballs, uh, and that, that's going to be a fucking blast, a perfect way to kick off the festival. And then uh, on Saturday we have a couple special guests. Uh, the first one we knew we were going to get, and uh, and one that I'm really excited about because he's one of the the masters, if not the master of horror, you could say, because he's the founder of the masters of horror. Uh, Mick Garris is coming in for the 30th anniversary of Sleepwalkers. This guy's got a fucking anniversary year right now going down because yeah, the the Shining just ha- uh, yep. well this just had an anniversary and the Shining just had an anniversary. Yep. Uh, Mick Garris is like. A fucking god, and and if you don't know Mick Garris, you do know Mick Garris. Oh, yeah. yeah, you don't made, know it. But yeah, you do. motherfucker you know made Critters Two Easter. Yeah. Oh Bunny. yeah, you probably just watched Mick say, Garris yeah. movies the you, other day. You probably saw. I feel like I saw the most Critters Two posts I've ever seen. I know. This year. You probably saw an animated gift this weekend about it. If you didn't know, that's Mick Garris. That's Mick Garris. Yeah. Plus, the, we can't discount the fact. He has probably one of the most luxurious man mains. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, long short Bob doesn't matter. As someone no. that's going bald. Oh, yeah. I'm His gorgeous. Long Fuck luxurious <laughs> locks. No, yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, also, we're screening Sleepwalkers. We should say that. Yes, the thirtieth of Sleepwalkers. What, what so better? Pet your kitty and bring your corn on the cob. What better? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> what better film to show at a festival where we got demon cats than a bunch of horny dead yeah. demon cats? Demon yeah. cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. I, I can't fucking wait. Like Mick has one of my favorite podcasts. He's just like oh, yeah. he's like. The, the sweetest guy. His fucking production company is called Nice Guy Productions. <laughs> I mean, he's like a no frills kind of like really nice, really down to earth guy. Oh, nice guy. Um, <laughs> very excited to have him here. Also, Sleepwalkers hosted by uh, yeah, hosted by our friends at Nightmare on Film Street. They're coming down from fucking Canada to host this. Uh, and uh, Sleepwalkers, I saw two years ago for the first time in its entirety. That movie. Is a masterpiece. I remember we were talking back here when you're like, Greg, have you seen <laughs> Sleepwalkers? So I'm like, no. He's like, come here. We, we, you got to watch, watch it right it. now. Like, it's it was just like, so were... good. <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe, like, for 35 years, I deprived myself of watching <laughs> Sleepwalkers. But that's the best part of it because I haven't watched Sleepwalkers yet. Oh, I'm holding out really? until that theatrical experience. I saw it in the theater. I did not did. see it in theater. I saw. Hey, did you guys know uh, that he's the Highlander? 
He's been around for a thousand years. Oh, genius. Yeah, he's oh. the Highlander. <laughs> I was you like, guys who can't see me pointing. I, genius can see me pointing. Like, yo, he's the Highlander. He's been around for a thousand years. He's seen every movie in the theater. I know. The I was like, I saw that with my dad, maybe on VHS. Nope. Like, I saw it in the theater. I remember uh, with my mom. <laughs> yes. And then then somehow you transported and saw Death Simber with your mom <laughs> right after that. I oh, my know. God. I know. So it's one thing. Chris. It's one thing of like. Potentially uh, suspicious, incestuous cat demons that kill people on cobs versus claymation sodomy <laughs> right in front and center. It all a, gets the job done. 30 years later, there's a big old Gross. difference. It all gets the job. Uh, and then we have one more, uh, no, two more special two more. guests. So we, we're doing world premiere of uh, a guy who I know as Power Man 5000. You may <laughs> know him as Spider One. He's uh, his directorial debut, feature debut is called World Premiere. World Premiere is called Allegoria. Allegoria, um, Ooh, and he okay. will be here with uh, a Q and A hosted by Joe Lynch. Who's this guy? Who's this Joe Lynch we're talking about? Oh, he's a bastard. Uh, he's <laughs> he's just a guy who hangs <laughs> at the film fest, uh, and that'll be. I mean, Saturday is like if you Packed. were just gonna oh, do yeah. one day, fucking Saturday, man. Like, so it's always that way, though. Well, except Sa- for hold on. Okay. Saturday's got Surf 2 with Joe Lynch. Yep. Handpicked. A movie that... Has he anybody here seen that movie? From Vinegar Syndrome's library. I'll say it's a <laughs> fucking hard movie to find. I never even... Actually, I'll admit, I never even heard of it until God, you were no. like... And I was like, what? Do I, I looked it up and I was like, okay. Surf. Yeah, do I need to see Surf well, 1 here's before... The Surf 2, the end of the trilogy is what it says on the poster. And here, so. here, here's the thing. There's no Surf 1. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, it's got uh, Eric Stoltz in it. Yeah, he. I. 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 have looked up a little bit about this. It was like California surfers and their girlfriends catch a chemist out to force feed teens with bad buzz cola. And I do. Is there Eddie Deason is like the proprietor of the bad buzz cola? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. So. We should serve buzz cola as a drink special. I probably. mean, there's zombie punks. There's sex jokes from the 80s. There's oh, surfing. <laughs> there's all sorts of shenanigans. You know this is right up my bad alley. shit. So well, Surf 2 with Joe Lynch. Yep. Sleepwalkers with Mick Garris. Allegoria with Spider 1. And then to end the night, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, we have a karaoke after party. Um, oh, we might be doing some karaoke. Uh, you, <laughs> only those who are here will know about this. Uh, also hosted by Joe Lynch. Oh, no. Who? <laughs> Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch. <laughs> uh, so that's just Saturday. And then okay. And then Sunday we got we got to wait for fucking karaoke. <laughs> oh man, I really need you tonight. Forever's fucking sun tonight. Oh, there's sure. your preview. There you go. Uh, and you know it goes on and on and on. But we're like, how the fuck are we gonna end this? We always. Last couple of years, we've done yeah, something weird where we show like a movie like Hardware with some guy named Joe Lynch. Uh, <laughs> We've done something weird. Some dude named Joe Lynch and two assholes named uh, yeah, yeah, Greg, Greg and Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've shown some weird shit every, at the end of the fe- festival weekend, not the end of the fest, but the festival weekend, we're like, we know you're tired. Let's just fuck you up a little bit more. And we're like, how do you do it this year? What's the most fucked up weird shit? Where do you go? You go to fucking trauma. Yeah, you, you go do. to trauma. Yeah, you do. And, and you, you say. You go to Joe Lynch's roots. You go to the yes. Lynch. Who? Joe Lynch. Uh, <laughs> And you, you Take say, a drink. what are we going to do? What's Troma got? Well, oh Uncle Lloyd himself has made a new movie. <laughs> Uncle Lloyd made a movie called Shakespeare's Shitstorm, which is his version of The Temptist. And, uh, man, this movie is like, 
it's what you expect if <laughs> if uh, of the everything that's been in the culture of the world in the last four or five years oh boy. is in this movie. This is the response to everything <laughs> in the wrongest way you can imagine. This is the trigger warning we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, trauma trigger warning. Trauma trigger warning. Hashtag trauma trigger. Yeah, if Shakespeare Shitstorm sounds like it's going to be a PG family fun affair, <laughs> it is not a PG family fun affair. It is NC-17. <laughs> it is as schlocky as it could get. But, but if honestly, you walked in expecting Toxic Crusaders, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, honestly, this might be, it's not going to, you know, trauma is not for everybody. Oh, no. Yeah. That, right. But having said that, this may be one of their better films in quite a minute. Okay. And better in terms of, you know, they, they got in a, a little habit, like during the direct to video phase where they were just kind of putting shit out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lloyd didn't direct a lot of those movies. He was just a producer on them. But, but I, I would say uh, this movie is full trauma. Oh, boy. It's kind of a retrospective kind of feeling oh boy. thing to it. And I'll, I will be the first to admit, trauma is not my thing. I appreciate them yeah. immensely. I love everything Uncle Lloyd's done, but... Oh man, those so this that's good. I'm anxious to see this one. I'm really anxious to see this one with him I here with the crowd. Oh, with the crowd, yeah. With him and here, with yeah. Uncle Lloyd here, right? Which, oh boy, I've met him a couple times at Comic Con because Troma always has in San Diego. They've always got a booth, of course, and he always has Toxie, of course, uh, roaming around with them to take some He's, photos. I'm I'm, uh, I'm curious to see because I think Joe's going to be gone by then because Joe used to put on I know Toxie. You know, costume back in so the day. So I was like, "Is going yep. back to his roots?" Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. And I, I don't know. There's just something about the fact that just it's Uncle Lloyd. Like, it's yeah. Just, and he, the fact that also he's getting up there in age. Yeah, it's so kind of endearing is, now too. Yes, like, very you get a, much so. You get a hang. You get to see one of his films with him if you haven't right. before. You and know, the hustle. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, with the hustle with that. No, those those to me are the reasons definitely to come out. Now I do want to give a shout out to some of the podcasters on on the panels here and we've got talking about alum we've got some returners <laughs> yeah. here mm-hmm. uh we've got um armando and Paige from the cult podcast yeah drink the, the kool-aid it's funny with cult podcast because we had stopped submissions for podcasts the first year which i think was 2020 2019 2019 i think mm-hmm. we had stopped submissions and armando had reached out and he's like, hey, are you still taking them? Like, I'd like to. I was like, sorry, man. Like, we just cut them off. But, like, I'm going to listen. And then if if you guys want to do it next year. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If you guys want to come, come. This is great. Like, I'd love to have you guys. And that's another one where I keep in touch with Paige all the time. We were at South by Adam and I were covering it for downright creepy. And Paige had roast battle, comedy battle down there. I didn't get a go. I tried. Ah. I was the last, no joke, last person that didn't get in. To the bar, <laughs> and I text her. I was like, "Sorry, I'm trying oh, to come in." She's like, "You should have told me." I was like, "I don't want to be that guy." Be that guy. No, no worries, I'll see you like yeah. in Kansas City. But now they're on Rooster Teeth. Like the growth of these podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, it's been two, three years, and now they're you know blown up. And Armando's on Funhouse through Rooster Teeth. It's kind of like a, a kind of I don't know if you want to call it like G four sure like type of thing mm-hmm. that Rooster Teeth does. So that's really cool. Uh, not to steal the thunder there from you, but the horror version are coming. They're friends of oh, the yeah. cult podcast, oh, yeah, yeah, as no. you know, since Paige has crossed over. Yes. Um, but they're on Consequences of Sound Network. Like, that was something that they weren't on when they came last time either. And I mm-hmm. think, I think 
our live show was the first live show for Cult Podcast, maybe outside of the LA area. And I don't even know at the time if they'd done the podcast show somewhere. They've done comedy because that's what they do. Um, So it's really cool to have seen those two specifically to have grown uh, and to just keep in touch with those guys and Todd and, you know. Well, and they're playing on Sunday, correct? Yeah, they're both playing Sunday. Um, Cult is playing, I think it's... 6 30 mm-hmm. don't fucking ask me i don't know either <laughs> but they're I, both I on sunday and they're both back to back like there's and a little bit of a break um but yeah horror virgin and, and Coulter. uh same day nightmare on film street of course they're hosting the mix saturday yeah and then it should be noted that the ones that are happening here in person are going to be in a new area correct we're hoping I don't, I don't, they're definitely going to be in a new area <laughs> but uh we can listen We'll do an episode. We'll do this live from there next time on location where we can really put a blindfold on you guys and let you say what you're seeing as you're seeing it. Ooh, that's impressive. I don't know. Last time I was in the basement of this place, I wound up in in Locked Way. And I recorded it. Yeah. Oh, right. Slow motion. Oh, yeah. Occasionally that pops up in my memories on Facebook, (laughs) and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. (laughs) Right? It makes my day, and I inevitably, I think I like tag you or send it to you every time I I do see it. (laughs) Yeah. So last time, like, last time I went up in the basement. Yeah, I don't know. Let's paint the picture. Right? Really quickly, and then we'll get into the other podcast. We wandered down there. I didn't know this existed in the basement of Armor. Like, I didn't know there was like a basement. labyrinth a basement. down yeah. there. It's like the, it's like well, the Alamo. Alamo. Where do you think uh, Joe Lynch lives? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There was a cage down there, though. And so, a three-sided cage. For whatever reason, Genius is like, I'm going to get to this cage. <laughs> and then he got in the cage. And I started playing Sarah McLaughlin music because we thought that would be funny. And then we did it in slow motion on top of it. So forever, there's a, a video of you in a basement in a cage with Sarah yeah. McLaughlin music. And with An unfinished basement. We'd play it right now, but the DMC rights would be right. Right. It's out of just, nowhere. But with your proceeds, we get copyrights. you can help genius find a For film. just 50 cents a day, you can prevent me from beating your ass. She comes down herself. Fucking uh, Sarah McLaughlin comes down to get money. Oh, good God. Anyway, let's say that pop. A nice uh, moment. Yeah, I wanted to bring that memory back yeah. since Man, everyone's going to be living hilarious. in that memory and not know whatever took place down well, there. Now we've you got know. some virtual ones happening as well, correct? We do. I'm really excited about My Neighbors Are Dead. Yes. I know you guys are yeah, friends of the pod, yeah. friends of the, yeah. Uh, Adam's going to be on with, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. I, f- I feel so bad. The guest name, it's a uh, AEW wrestler. Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah, that's his. I don't know my. That's gonna be his guest. Um, cool. And it's, yeah, I got a preview of it, but he's gonna be. They're gonna be v- uh, virtual. Um, I think if we can next year, it didn't work out dates wise. They're gonna come in person in next person. year Sweet. and wrestle. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to do. Adam him. might wrestle. Backyard or the back lot. Back, we can do back wrestling. Lot wrestling. Um, and then the other virtual one is gonna be Friday yep. with Byron and Kelly. They did something last year for us on the War of the Worlds. It was super interesting. If you haven't listened to Fright Day, check them out. They're great, great podcast, great production value. Know their shit. Um, uh, they're doing one on Ghost Watch, the Ghost Watch TV. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Paranormal, the par- BBC, yeah, uh, and Alien Autopsies. So that should be a, a real treat. But yeah, that's their virtual content this year. I got a preview of it too, so it's it's pretty good. Very nice, yeah. nice. And then we're lucky enough, you guys have been uh, kind enough that on Saturday we'll be bringing back our game of games. Uh-huh, the game of games, the game show with prizes and fun stuff. Of course, of course. So 
Thank you, gentlemen, for that. That's always appreciated. We Sorry, like to I was say eating it's our, popcorn. It's our nepotism thing, you know. We're, we're people that know people, so you know, this, we keep showing up. <laughs> we're like Joe Lynch. We have. You uh, do live in the basement. We do, we live, do, in have, basement. We do live in the basement. In fact, the only reason why I'm here now is because they unlocked. The, they left the gate unlocked. It's like, what is genius doing wandering about? <laughs> genius doesn't walk. <laughs> genius doesn't talk. Back to your cage. I will say, with a potential new space, we'll for sure have it next year, and I'm probably have it this year. But I'm just saying, for sure next year, it does provide us like an opportunity for for podcasts and, and programming down there that we mm-hmm. wouldn't have normally had um, for an event space almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really cool thing that maybe can continue to expand that side of things as like an alternative piece of programming. Backlot wrestling. you can do. Yeah, that too, in the basement. And we got to be going through the back anyway for that's that. That's true. So back door, backlot basement. It oh, is oh. It is back door access. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be mm-hmm. making an announcement on that. Soon, uh, we're ten days away from the fest as of right now. Uh, you guys want to see a show? Head around in the back. <laughs> we'll have a <laughs> carnival barker at the back door with flyers. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that's our our podcast programming this year with some virtual um, options as well. Uh, excited to have all those guys, especially Nightmare on Film Street, who did some virtual stuff last year for us. Now here in person. Mm-hmm. And we're not in COVID times, so they're coming down from Canada. I'm so. looking forward to them. We've actually had them on the show mm-hmm. before as well. So it's just, it's nice to see. Community. It is. It is it kind is. of all full circle. We yeah. all know each other that we just talked about. Like, you guys know every podcast that I just told you about. You hosted stuff with Fright Day before. Yeah, and the debates. The, the debates. Yeah. You know the cult podcast and yeah. horror version. Mm-hmm. You've been on the uh, horror version before. You've had cross-pollination there. Am yeah. I? It's, it's nice. And I'll be honest. This podcast wouldn't exist without you, my friend. And well, that's only because I, like, I threw an idea out and I threw a name out, and you guys were like, "Yeah, you guys did but literally still, all the work." I just still, was like, "What about this?" Without this, so, no. we wouldn't be doing this, right? You know, there there's so many things that I'm grateful for for that, and I'm just, and again, as the socially awkward introvert, as the one that won't be networking as much as Genius well, will. Fuck! In two years, we can probably celebrate our ten year anniversary at Panic Fest. Yeah, that's insane. Here pretty soon, eventually. Well, no, 2016 was our first one. I think our first live thing that's we did. That's true. Yeah, so we still got a few years, but yeah, that's true. Ten years as a podcast, though. Ten oh, years, ten years as a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that's were, what, yeah. That's well, what I was again, thinking. This is this is why we do this because it's fun mm-hmm. and we get meet cool meet people cool and people. do cool yeah. things. It's like <laughs> fuck. I wouldn't have yeah. happened. I was thinking about. Like, even that first Panic Fest with the Wolf Cop and everything. I think we did, like, a live show up in the loft. Yeah, in the loft, yeah. And that's all we did. That was pretty... And it was just... I remember you guys allowing us to do more and more things. And, again, just being more involved with it and seeing how the sausage is made to know all the work you, you guys did. And seeing it grow and become yes. this wonderful... <laughs> Which starts earlier. monster right? that takes Early, over the town. Earlier and earlier each year. That, Which we I'm, always say we're going to get uh, an intern... But we never do. I will. I should give a shout out though to Dana. Uh, oh yeah, Dana Collins. Because yeah, it is Adam and I primarily that's running no, the show until no until like right now this time right where we mm-hmm. start to get volunteers and yep. oh. have to start downloading the staff on stuff and then talking to you guys about how like it really has to start coming together in the last ten days or so. Um, but most of the year it's Adam and I. We've mm-hmm. been able to have Dana Collins, who we both. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Adam and I's origin story is actually because of Dana. Uh, Dana used to work at Allied Advertising. It's a film promotions company. It's kind of national. They do screenings and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
when Adam took over the theater, that's how I met him was because Dana's like, hey, this my friend of mine has taken over ScreenLane. You should talk and see if you can host screenings. So we did like Walking Dead, American Horror Story. And that's when one of those screenings randomly, like Adam was like, you want to start a film festival? And I was like, sure, we can book whatever movie we want. And then it turned out you couldn't. Um, but we've learned from that. But yeah, that's kind of our origin story. So Dana is helping us with marketing. So she's... Nice. Pitching stuff to it's press. She's organizing some things for us, which has been a big help to not have that on our plates and just be there to answer questions and not do some of those things. So I want to make sure she gets a shout out for the last couple fest for helping. And she's moved back to Kansas City from Austin. She used to work, uh, you know, at Allied and Alamo, and now she's back here. Oh, that's so cool. she'll be here this First. year. Uh, yes, so that's going nice. to be great. The fr- yeah. And that's the other thing. It's just, you know, the the, the, the people that you don't see. Yeah. You know, all the staff at Screenland that's going to be doing, you know, working, you know, all the volunteers. And Jenny. And, yeah. Oh, got Jenny kicking butt downstairs right yeah. now, you know, in the basement. It's, it's one of those things. I will say this. Be cool with everyone there. If you're yeah. at Panic Fest, help yeah. pick up if you can. Again, we're a community. Have Look patience. out for each other. Yes. Yeah. Wear deodorant. <laughs> if you're going to be there all day, like anything else. Think about other people. If a screening isn't on, you know, if it's five minutes late or something, it's probably just because we're trying to catch up. So we'll see what goes around. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't. <laughs> we'll it, take care of you. It's supposed to start at seven fifteen and seven eighteen. <laughs> Be cool. We'll take care of you. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll take care of it. And that's I think kind of the credo is just we'll take care of it. Yeah. It will get taken care of. And and if know. you see something, let us know. Yeah. We'll try and take care. Well, I was gonna say you guys are pretty much open for suggestions. Com- well, you know. Nice comments and suggestions. <laughs> as it as He's it like, turns <laughs> we don't want that emoji going up there. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, I have just felt very fortunate that you guys have allowed us to, you know, partake in this, and mm-hmm. you know that we get to chill out right now and just talk about it. You know, yeah. It's, these are the nice little moments before the storm. So, when are we gonna else? start the? When are we gonna start the podcast? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, we oh, we did already. Shit. Oh, okay. shit. And live. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. Anything else that you guys want to highlight or promote? Um, I mean, I think we we talked about a lot of the features. We talked about the events. There's a lot of short blocks. All I don't want those to get lost. Thing, yeah. I can't go through them. There are 53 of them. Um, like I said, there's five in person. There's two online. There's some really great stuff in there. And we've been approached by some people, which we can't talk about yet, just in case, <laughs> that might... Want to distribute some of them or like oh, yeah. learn nice. more about them, That's very cool. which is always good for shorts because I feel like sometimes they get forgotten about, yeah. even though they're really great and they're kind of a calling card for a lot of people like Gigi, Saul Guerrero, uh, Jill, Jill. Yeah. Uh, you know, gags yeah. <laughs> became Gags. something. Um, Korean Ghost Town, uh, Korea Story Ghost Town that I just mentioned earlier with Teddy, like it's, it's a calling card. So it's worth checking these out. Oh. They're quality stories. Um, there's a great mixture of funny stuff, creepy stuff. There's some great uh, creature stuff this year, too. So please check those out. They will, with your hybrid pass, be available online, all of them. Um, so if you have to skip something to maybe go see a feature, just no, know they're no there problem. waiting for you at home if you don't see it you know, the first time. Nice. Um, but I always like to tell people, like try and mix one in while you're here because... I like to set and see the reaction because, you know, I've set and watched these like Adam with, and you watch and watch and watch and I've rewatched some of them. Uh, Chris McAnoy's Guts uh, is a feature or a short that I watch probably like 10 times now just because I love it so much. <laughs> and uh, Ruben the Roller Roo, which is not even necessarily like hor- straight horror. It's 
it feels like a character that might live in like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Okay. And there's a Saul at the end. It's like Ruben the roller He's got treats in his pocket just for you. And it's just drugs. <laughs> and that fucking song got stuck in my head one night. I'm not trying I'm not joking. I was trying to sleep and I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was driving myself fucking nuts with it. And it's just at the end of it. And then then he put he created a persona online that's just the kangaroo on Twitter. So it's like the kangaroo tweeting. And he posted the theme song music for it. And so, of course, I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, great. It's the whole song now. Oh, my God. Anyway, I tried to get him to bring the kangaroo suit down. So it's not as, it's more just dark comedy. But it's, the characters in it are great. And I, I'd love to see that be like some sort of evolved story that's better call Saul-like. But anyway, there's some great stuff in there. That was just an example of something that's maybe you wouldn't expect at Panic Fest. But it's Certainly. in there, so. Anyway, check them out. They're online, too. I don't know. A song about a guy with treats in his pocket, that kind of sounds Panic Festy. Yeah, yeah, it does, actually. You know, that's very different tracks. That I was singing to my kid the other day, and I was like, oh, God. Got treats in the pocket just for you. He doesn't know what it, the context is. Thankfully. God damn it. Now I'm going to sing that to my cats. I'll send you the... the okay. Watch. It's at the end of the trailer, too. Oh, so no. It'll get stuck in your head. That's funny. That's Great. perfect and appropriate, man. Yeah. for you. <laughs> Should, that should be the outro music. That's because yeah, <laughs> we'll have to we'll we'll, we'll dig Find into that. that. Theme song. Um, so we do want to kind of wrap it up because we do have places to go here because we we got to talk about what's happening at Planet Comic Con. Oh God, yeah. yeah so, oh oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit. I oh about. yeah. So that. Being what are we said, doing there? <laughs> Tim Adam, again, thank you guys for taking the time to talk with us, and again, congratulations on the success and the growth of Panic Fest, man. Like again. We waxed the car of Jill last week just saying we really love being able to see her grow from afar. And the same thing with you guys. And yeah. Seeing this Watching Panic Fest and get bigger and yep. better every year. Yep. It's yeah. appreciated. Well, thank Grab you, Grab your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PanicFilmFest.com. Yeah. So uh, we'll be closing out next week's episode with a guest that, quite honestly, we probably should have had on. Years ago. Yes. Of which uh, we haven't recorded it yet, so I'm not going to say who it is. But right. Going out with a bang. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Panic! Panic!